Today on Motors, Chris begins working on our latest project vehicle, a 2000 Ford Ranger. And Alan takes you to the Spring Mountain Motor Resort, then checks out the new Volvo S90 in Spain. So, buckle up and hold on tight, because Motors starts now! Hey, welcome to Motors. Now throughout the history of the show, I've always been working on those big full-size trucks, but I thought it was time to give the little guys a little bit of love. So I picked up a 2000 Ford Ranger 4x4, which as you can see has been a little bit neglected. I even polled our fans on Facebook and Twitter to see what they thought that we should do to this truck. The end result is what you see right here before me, which consists of some easy DIY mods as well as some bolt-on aftermarket products. So how do we get it to look so cool? Let's find out. The Ford Ranger was available in the U.S. for 29 years, starting in 1983, but discontinued by Ford with the last model year in 2011. You see them every day on the road and can pick them up on the cheap. Well, I grabbed this 2004 4x4 with 120,000 miles for under four grand, which wasn't bad for the condition it was in. The exterior had some minor damage, the 4-liter V6 engine was still strong, but man was it sure neglected. Just check out this nasty interior, it looks like it was never cleaned. The tires are shot, but thanks to the stock 4x4 stance and an inch and a half crank to the front torsion bar, it has no problems with the current 31-inch tires, which I'll be replacing soon. The headlights are mismatched, with one converted to HID, and there's some body damage to the hood due to an accident. The rear isn't horrible, but the spray and bed liner has seen better days. Unfortunately, it's too much effort to remove what's left, so I'll toss in a drop-in plastic bed liner to cover it up. And then there's this hot mess. The previous owner took it off-roading in some mud and never cleaned it up. So that's where our story begins, with a bath. Using a 1700 PSI Craftsman electric pressure washer, we went to town on the engine bay. It made quick work of the caked-on dirt. There are many different ways to clean an engine bay, but based on how bad this one was, our Craftsman tool of choice was perfect. Just be careful not to get too much water into certain areas, specifically the air intake. After good cleaning, it started right up with no problems at all. But just to be on the safe side, you might want to use an air tool to blow out all that extra water once you're done, especially around the coils. Now the biggest eyesore with this truck was clearly the bed, so that's where I started. Pendiform dropped off this Duraliner for a quick fix to that nasty spray and bed liner. Installation is so simple. You literally drop it in and fasten it down. It really couldn't be any easier with this no-drill installation. The Duraliner comes in two pieces, one for the bed and one for the tailgate. I started with the tailgate, which uses the stock hardware to secure it down with a Torx T30 driver. They include all the hardware to secure the over-the-rail bed liner down. It's a very simple system using their liner lock fasteners, a pressure locking system that involves a plastic swing nut, a metal clip, and a screw. They pull the bed liner toward the truck's rails. There are four of them to install, and all you need is a Phillips screwdriver or a drill driver like I use. And that's it, kids. The easiest way to protect your bed, and in our case, cover up an old spray and bed liner. The Duraliner is made from a recyclable UV-protected material which offers premium skid resistance, a high rib design to protect your truck from impact damage, and drain the water from your bed. For more information, go to pendiform.com slash Duraliner. 
The next big problem I wanted to fix on our 2000 Ranger was the catback exhaust system. It wasn't stock, and not only was it loud and looked awful, but it leaked and was missing its tailpipes. See how it ends right there after the muffler? Yeah, it's gotta go. To aid in the removal of any catback exhaust kit, be sure to pick up this tool. They're called exhaust removal pliers, and if you're tired of fighting with separating exhaust hanger brackets from the rubber supports, you need to get this. Along with some spray lubricant, it couldn't be any easier. After removing that old nightmare that haunted me in my dreams, I got to work installing a shiny new catback exhaust kit from Magnaflow. This is part 15679, which is for a 98 to 2003 3 and 4 liter V6 super cab with a 6 foot bed. It includes two 2.5 two inch clamps, the muffler, a front extension pipe, and the tailpipe. Start by installing the front extension pipe by bolting it to the catalytic converter using the OEM fasteners. Just be sure to leave everything loose until everything's in place. Then install the muffler and tailpipe. Magnaflow recommends at least a half inch clearance between the exhaust tip and any body panels, so be sure to twist and turn the kit just to get it right before tightening those clamps down to 40 foot-pounds. After about 50 miles of driving, let it cool down and retighten those clamps if necessary. Once you're done, fire it up! I've personally always loved the sound of a Magnaflow catback exhaust kit ever since I installed one on my F-150 back in the very first episode of Motors. It's got a great exhaust note and is never so loud that it's annoying for your neighbors or yourself inside the cab. Get one for your ride today at Magnaflow.com. Alan found another desert oasis to explore for us. This time he's out in the Nevada desert. He's at the Spring Mountain Motor Resort and Country Club located in Pahrump. Now there's a racetrack, of course, and a racing school, but you won't believe what else this resort has to offer. So Alan, tell us what you found out there, man. This is Spring Mountain Motor Resort and Country Club, the end-all be-all vacation destination for motorsports enthusiasts. With racing schools for every level from beginner to expert, multiple purpose-built racetracks, and top-of-the-line race cars. Experiencing Spring Mountain firsthand has always been a dream of mine, but part of me is a bit scared to come here. Because once I've experienced all Spring Mountain has to offer, I'm afraid I won't ever want to leave. Spring Mountain is a driver's paradise, but it's not just for drivers. Its resort-like desert oasis will keep your entire family entertained while you're out tearing up the track. That's why I brought along my son Jonathan. He's 21, and Jonathan's no slouch behind the wheel. He's got me for a dad, after all. But I'm sure he can learn a thing or two from the Ron Fellows Performance Driving School here at Spring Mountain. But before we get to that, we want to check out one of Spring Mountain's newest features. So a lot of other things do besides just the racetrack. Yeah. I've got a lot of outdoor activities, off-roading, and a sailboat I'm going to put in the lake today. How hard was it to keep that lake full? I mean, we're on the third largest aquifer in the country. Wow. There's a ton of water under the ground right here. And when we put in the catch basins for the, the lake, trapped in one storm recently 27 million gallons of water in a 10-hour period. So we return more water to the ground table uh, than we take out. The 4.5-acre freshwater lake at Spring Mountain just opened to the public last summer and features sandy beaches, a tiki bar, and water sports. But all those pale in comparison to the main attraction, the jetpack. 
What you see behind me is Lake Spring Mountain. This is where we fly water-propelled jet packs, jet boards, and jet bikes. It is an amazing facility here at Spring Mountain. We have the ability to take people flying up to 50 feet in the air. We will give you brief on-land training. Within a matter of minutes, we will have you flying around. We've used state-of-the-art techniques. We've got walkie-talkie helmets. We always control the throttle for you on your first flight. So we can have you flying in literally the first five minutes. If you have ever dreamed of flying, you can come here and we will get you flying. While Jonathan's busy having the time of his life, it's my turn to go have some fun. It's time for me to take a little drive in this Wolf GB08CN race car. I got number five. I don't know if you've ever been behind the wheel of a real race car. I mean, you gotta be really ready and you gotta psych yourself out. When I got behind the wheel of that Wolf race car, I was also following a professional race car driver. And I'll tell you something, I surprised myself. I stayed right on his tail the entire time. But there is nothing like being on a racetrack with a controlled environment and all the safety baked into the experience when you're driving that fast. Can you imagine having this track in your backyard? And the 6.1 mile ultra configurable track is set to get a lot bigger very soon with an expansion of another three miles this year. It's hard to explain what's gonna happen in the next year. Yeah. There'll be more change in the next two years than there were in the last 12. We have plans for nine more miles of track. A drag strip, uh, and they'll all connect together. In this section that we're flying over next, we're going to put a five-mile track, and that's going to have a mile and a half long straight. Because <laughs> I really want a long straight with a high-speed corner off it. You're going to put this down on the map. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now that I've had my chance to tear up the track, it's Jonathan's turn. He's going to be driving a 2016 Corvette Stingray in the Corvette Owner School. The great thing about being in a performance driving school is that you get to do lead follow, which is really important. Watching the guy in front of you and seeing what race line he takes really helps you to understand the racetrack until you've had your chance to go around enough times to learn that course. You will do a much better job once you're on your own because believe me, it may look easy, but it's not. That is, until you've mastered the art of driving a race car. Spring Mountain has it all. Water sports, beaches, racing, driving schools, and you can even buy a house here. And it's a great place to bring the family. Your wife and kids can enjoy the endless amenities while you burn rubber around the track. Best of all, with owner John's plans to expand Spring Mountain by 500 acres, the resort is going to be more than double its size in the near future. I know Jonathan and I won't soon forget this experience. I was a bit worried I wouldn't want to leave, but I know one thing. I will be returning to Spring Mountain Motor Resort and Country Club real soon. Back to you, Chris. Now that was the ultimate motorsports vacation destination, hands down. And I need to check out that jetpack too. So now Alan goes from the Nevada desert to the vineyards of Spain to test drive the all new 2017 Volvo S90. Hey, where does this guy get such awesome gigs? Here in Spain today to test drive the new Volvo S90. This is La Costa del Sol. That means the sun coast. Orchards and vineyards everywhere, beautiful and we're gonna find out what the new S90 Volvo is all about. It's all about safety, but now also style. Like all Volvos, this luxury sedan is all about safety. 
But the S90 with its muscular lines and aggressive stance really kicks it up a notch in the style department. The T6 trim with a supercharged four-cylinder engine generating 316 horsepower may not be as dynamic or sporty as a BMW 5 Series or maybe even a Mercedes-Benz E-Class, but it more than makes up for its lack of sportiness with its extreme comfort, cutting-edge safety features, and high-tech infotainment system. Let's take it for a ride. When you first get into the S90, it's hard not to be struck by the impressive interior. Understated yet striking, it's clear the engineers at Volvo took time to perfect every last detail. The seats covered with that buttery soft Nappa leather are some of the most comfortable I've ever experienced. And the tablet-like Census infotainment system gives you an intuitive interface that puts tons of functionality right at your fingertips. Of the mid-sized luxury sedans on the market today, the S90 is the most spacious, though my camera guy in the back seat did mention that he could use a little bit more room. So Volvo's Vision 2020 is that nobody should be killed or seriously injured in a Volvo vehicle by the year 2020. Again, with the lane keeping assist, if I start to change lanes, it'll actually, see how it pushes us back in? Boom, pushes us back in won't let me go off the road. It's a hands-on safety system, but if you're not paying attention, you'll feel a haptic feedback, a vibration in the wheel, and the wheel will force you back over. It'll also hit the brakes if I'm not paying attention, which I was driving yesterday and looked away for just a second, the car in front of me stopped, and the seatbelt cinched tight, and the brakes hit, and I was doing nothing. The car did it all. And if you don't use your blinker, boy, it'll steer you right back into your lane when you're changing lanes. The S90's all four-cylinder lineup may turn some speed demons away, but the 316 horsepower supercharged engine with 295 pound-feet of torque isn't exactly something to turn your nose up at. Volvo's Power Pulse system uses compressed air to reduce turbo lag, allowing the T6 to do 0 to 60 in just 5.7 seconds. For those wanting something a bit faster and a bit more eco-friendly as well, the T8 Hybrid is due out soon and comes with a reported 400 horsepower. Situated on the southern coast, the Costa del Sol is one of Spain's most beautiful regions. My drive through the seaside towns and along the sparkling coastline has been made all that much better by the luxurious comfort of the S90. Understated, elegant, and comfortable, the S90 is a Scandinavian luxury machine in every sense. Volvo safety is, of course, second to none, and the semi-autonomous features and census infotainment system are second only to those possibly by Tesla. Some may find the speed a little lacking, but others may say that's what makes it so good. It's a luxury sedan and nothing more. The Volvo S90 is the comfortable, stylish, and entertaining way to get you from A to B. Back to you, Chris. Parts. Brought to you by Craftsman. You've probably noticed in the past few episodes the new floor of the Motors TV studio. It went from a very drab looking floor to a vibrant royal blue, silver, and black floor thanks to Swiss Tracks garage flooring. The first thing I did was to head over to the SwissTracks.com website and click the floor designer at the top of the page. Now this is where it's really fun. After selecting your layout, select your tile style, colors, and go to town. After completing the process, you'll receive your shipment a few days later. I ordered a three-color design using the rib tracks. And not only does Swiss Tracks offer the rib tracks tile design that I got in 19 different colors, but there are other textures as well besides rib tracks, such as wood, carpet, turf, and many others. Their interlocking tile design is a breeze to install. 
You can bang them together with your fists, use a rubber mallet, or just walk on them after aligning them up. I pretty much used every method imaginable. It was incredibly easy, even adding in the edge pieces. This was a fun project that I took on with my daughter, Melanie. It took us about a full day to install. After laying down the first few rows, Swiss Tracks recommends you close your garage door and move the initial tracks into place, butting it up against your door. Then, use the design that you came up with using Swiss Tracks' floor designer at their website to lay down all the main pieces. Don't worry about the edge pieces just yet, that'll come later. Now like I mentioned earlier, I used several methods to secure the tiles together, including my fists, a rubber mallet, and walking on them. Just check out my cool Swiss Tracks dance moves. When you get to the edges, be prepared to do a lot of cutting. Measure two or three times before you cut. Swiss Tracks recommends using a circular saw, a jigsaw, or a table saw with a fine-toothed blade. The tiles don't fade, they're resistant to almost everything except for battery acid, and they can support a car jack. It can end up being a pretty good workout, especially cutting those edge pieces, but the end result is clearly worth it. I mean, just check out how incredible the new Motors TV studio looks. I can't say enough about Swiss Tracks. It's also easy to remove and clean. To design your dream garage floor in the colors and pattern that you want, go to SwissTracks.com. Letters brought to you by E3 Spark Plugs. Born to burn. Hey guys, I'm feeling a little laid back in this shirt today. Get it? Laid back? Anyway, I'm sure you've noticed that I haven't been wearing my normal Motors shirt during my Letters segments lately. I kind of wanted to mix things up, answer your letters in a more casual atmosphere, and thanks to Genuine Hot Rod Hardware, that's been possible. Every letter segment, I'll be wearing a different shirt from their store. So I've got a question for you. Are you watching Motors on traditional television or online? If you're watching on TV, be sure to check out Motors when you're on the go. Full episodes are available on YouTube, iTunes, Amazon Fire TV, Roku, and a bunch of other places. Now on the other hand, if you're watching the show online and want to catch it on traditional TV, you can do that too. The full list of now eight television distribution partners or channels are listed on our website. Thanks to those TV partners, we're currently in over 200 million combined television households in the United States and Canada, and we've got some international distribution as well. It's absolutely crazy. Okay, enough business, let's get to your letters. Our first one comes from Mike Griffin. He writes in and says, Hey Chris, I have a 2010 Mustang that is having issues with the driver's side lumbar support inflation system. I notice activating the inflation button has no effect. What advice or instructions could you offer to help me repair it? Thanks for your help. Well Mike, although this problem may seem overwhelming, it's fairly easy to find the cause. First, make sure the pump is getting power when you hit the switch. If there's no power to the switch, check the fuse. If you can hear the pump run and the lumbar does not inflate, check the bladder and lines for leaks. Unfortunately, you might have to get into the seat if that's the case. Our next letter comes from Leo Soto. He wrote in and says, I have a 2004 F-150 two-wheel drive with a 4.6 liter V8 engine. It is stock with a two-inch lift in the rear. I would like to make it faster with a turbo or nitrous. What do you recommend? Well, Leo, Ford's 4.6 liter three-valve engine performs quite well with the wide variety of induction systems, cams, exhaust systems, and cylinder heads available. 
Try to avoid turbocharging or using nitrous if you want your engine to live a long time as both those power solutions are very hard on the engine, especially if you depend on your truck every day. Look to performance improvements like a cold air intake, exhaust system, hotter cams, and even better cylinder heads before putting your engine at risk. If you do decide to move ahead with one of those solutions, however, go with turbo over nitrous. Our next letter comes from Max T, and he wrote in and said, Hey Chris, in one of your episodes from back in 2010, you put a radiator electric fan on a white 2005 Ford F-150. I'm looking into putting one on my truck, but I don't know how big of a fan to put in it. Do you by chance remember the specs of the fan you installed? What was the CFM airflow? I just don't want my truck to overheat. Thanks. Well, Max, first, thanks for being a longtime viewer of the show. It's Flexalite's part number 270, and it's still running great seven years later. God, has it really been that long? Anyway, I have never once had that truck overheat on me, and I still drive it every single day. By the way, the rating on it is 5500 CFM, and you can find more specs online at their website. And our last letter comes from Aaron, and he writes in and says, Hey Chris, I have a 93 Mustang convertible that has two spark plugs per cylinder, and I was wondering if I can even use E3 spark plugs. Thanks, and keep up the good work. Well, hey Aaron, of course you can. The E3 spark plug is revolutionary in its design in that its patented technology ensures more power, greater efficiency, reduced emissions, and long engine life. Now for your 2.3 liter L4, the part number you need is E3.54. Let me know how they perform because you're gonna get some. Thanks to Aaron, Mike, Leo, and Max for sending in your letters. They all get free E3 spark plugs for their ride. Now to learn more about its diamond fire technology or to see if they're available for your ride, visit E3SparkPlugs.com. Our 2000 Ford Ranger project vehicle is just getting started. Coming up in the very next episode of Motors is our Ranger Modifications Part 2. and We've got a whole lot more planned. It's going to get a set of new wheels and tires, new front and rear bumpers with a winch, and I'll literally tear off the old fender flares and replace them with something new and more aggressive. Now to learn more about all the products featured in this episode or to watch previous episodes of the show, just head on over to our website. I'll catch you next time on Motors.